Welcome to Process to Profitability, a podcast all about the tools and strategies you need to serve your clients and grow your small business, hosted by me, Samantha Mabe of Lemon in the Sea. Join me as I chat with creative entrepreneurs and small business owners about how they built and grew their businesses and how you can do the same in a way that fits you. Let's get started. You're listening to episode 151 of Process to Profitability. You've heard the term messaging, but you may not be sure what it really means for your business. Today, Erin Brawford is here to share what brand messaging is and why it's important for you as a business owner. She shares how your purpose, vision, and values tie into your brand messaging and some quick tips for refining the messaging you've already been using. We also discuss how messaging might differ based on whether you sell products or services and mistakes Aaron sees business owners making when it comes to creating and effectively using their brand messaging. There's a point in your business when it's time to double down on what's working, bring in outside help, or gain visibility so you can grow. That's when your brand needs to start pulling its weight and working for you. Aaron Brawford helps service providers develop a strategic messaging system so they can communicate clearly, confidently, and consistently with less effort. Erin believes deeply in the power of small businesses to change the lives of our communities, team members, families, and yes, even the world. She is here to help gutsy entrepreneurs go all in on their best ideas. Erin lives in Richmond, Virginia with her handsome husband and three beastie children. Be sure to check out her website, Instagram, LinkedIn, and if you want to learn more, join her monthly brand jam at the link in the show notes. Hi, Erin. Thanks for joining me today. Hey, Samantha. Thanks for having me. I read your bio at the beginning of the show, but I'd love it if you could tell us a little bit more about who you are and how you got to where you are in your business. Sure. So I am a brand messaging strategist or brand strategist that focuses on messaging. Um, And I got here by being in the marketing field for a really long time. And um, I think the best way is just to tell a quick story. Um, which is I was working in a, you know, B2B software company and I had been there for five years building the entire, you know, content marketing, WordPress experience, uh, all of our digital marketing, managing all of that and um, really supporting the sales team, sales enablement. And they just got to this point in our, that business's journey where the sales team was really struggling to make decisions And the leadership team wasn't really clear about how to help them. And therefore, as the marketing person who's there to support sales, um, I was very unclear about how to support the people that I cared about and that were trying to do a really good job. And so what ended up happening was um, everybody just sort of got frustrated and we felt totally rudderless. We weren't able to make decisions as a team or as individuals in our own roles. And it really just led me to say, what's going on? Why do we not know who we are, what we stand for? We have this list of values up on the wall, uh, but I don't see them coming to life in our everyday. And it just kind of made me want to go deeper into my, you know, just to understand how do we rally people around some of these ideas and, and know what we stand for. And so I kind of left that space and moved into brand. And I've been here ever since, um, really on the strategy side of things, which is a lot of maybe you might say like your verbal identity uh, versus so much the creative. So I typically partner with creatives to do the logos and websites and things like that. But this is really about the strategy. What is the core of who you are? 
And then how do we, what, how do we find the right words to bring that to life? Yeah. I'm excited about this topic because we hear about messaging online and like, you have to know what your message is, but I think we struggle to know what that really means for our own businesses. And when you hear brand, a lot of people think colors and logos, and they forget that there's this bigger piece behind all of that, that drives what your business looks like. And then all of the things that come out of that. So this is really foundational, but it's something a lot of people don't even know to think about. 100%. It's been really interesting in my own business, trying to figure out how to help people (laughs) understand what, what this piece is. Um, But you're right. It is that those central ideas of who you are, who do you serve? How do you do it uniquely? Why do you do it? And all of that is what makes turning that into copy, turning that into creative, sharing those messages out in the world a lot easier because you know what you stand for. You know what that message is. And it's just a matter of, great, now I need to create the tools that take it from my brain and into the eyes and ears and lives of the people I want to serve. Yeah, I think that's really helpful to think about it that way because what you do is not copywriting or brand design or websites, but it's the piece that has to come first that everything else is built upon if you want to really be clear in what you're doing and who you're talking to and what you're telling them. Absolutely right. Let's start by talking about really what brand messaging is and why it's important for businesses as that foundation. Absolutely. Brand messaging is a framework or a system in my mind, the way that I kind of position it to my clients. Um, And what we're talking about is, again, those big ideas. If you want to think about it almost like a triangle or any other framework that works for you visually, but at the foundation, you want to know what is your purpose Um, and, and some of that can come out vision, mission, purpose, all of that. And then at the very top, you're thinking about exactly who you're for. What is that audience that, you know, who is the audience that, you know, so well, you understand their pain points, you understand their ambitions, you understand their fears, and you really do need to know them kind of in and out. And then we build everything in between to connect, um, who they are to, what you do for them, what's the thing that they desire, the end state they want. That's um, your kind of some of your core messaging. Uh, And then how do you deliver that? So another way to think about that is what is your promise to them? And then how do you prove to them that you can deliver it? And when they stack all together, it becomes a really easy system because you're always going back to those same core ideas And you can tell those stories in a lot of different ways. So for example, let's say um, with your VIP day, the way that the how that you're offering that, that service is about getting in, getting it done, not letting it languish and making it really clear and structured from beginning, middle and end, right? And so you're setting that expectation. Now in your messaging outgoing, you can talk about all the different ways that think that you'd make things very clear that you make things really easy, that you're about creating structure. So for example, when you share a post about, look at how structured my process is, you're just reinforcing for that audience, that key message of Samantha is going to take care of me step by step by step. 
and I have nothing to worry about. I think that's helpful um, because we know those like pieces there. We know, okay, I have to know my target market. I have to know what it is that I'm going to do, but tying that all into like how we actually say that to people and what we're sharing is the hard part and where so many people struggle because that's kind of the front-facing piece of all of this back end. I find that a lot of people, when, when I ask them like, well, let's, let's dig into that. Tell me a little bit more about how do you serve your audience? I work specifically with service providers. So it really is challenging because it's about kind of selling invisible things a lot of times, right? We have deliverables, but so much of the work is our, is the thought partnership and the structure and the, the way we lead them through the process. Um, so I, I find that people will say one thing that they've sort of copywritten in their minds, like, I build synergies among the, blip, 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 you know, and they're kind of like trying to sound very professional, but then I said, well, what does that actually mean? And they're like, well, I cut through the crap and I help people say what they mean. I'm like, great. That's your message. You help people, you know, you, we can make decisions later about whether you say crap or not, but that is the message. So let's strip back all the jargon. Let's strip back what you think you should be saying and say the thing that actually matters to your audience. Yeah. So you mentioned there's this piece with your purpose and your vision and your values. And we are seeing that come to light online that it's so important. And people really are invested in working with businesses that align with those things for themselves. So why is that piece so important in brand messaging? And how do you help people dig into that? It's so important for exactly the reason you said we're looking for people that we can trust right we're service providers we're business owners we want we are putting part of ourselves out into the world you know no matter what um, you're building something or creating something and so when as somebody who is looking for help if i'm looking for web support or copywriting support or accounting support i want to work with somebody who I can trust. And so in brand building, we really are talking about how do you let somebody know who you are before they ever meet you? How do you help them understand a little bit of the experience that they're going to get with you? How do you help them build those little connections of trust? And so those values come into play there and they become an excellent foundation for creating a lot of content, for creating a lot of your outgoing messages because you're showing up authentically as yourself if you're coming from the place of your values. And so there's authenticity, there's this is who I am and this is what you can expect from me. All of those things, those messages that help other people really see who you are um, as a service provider, make it easier for them to make a decision. It's really a shortcut to building trust. That makes a lot of sense. and in our businesses, like that piece comes through in the way that we serve people, the things that we talk about. But I think we don't always think of it as like, oh, that's actually important to my business. But when it's important to you as an individual running, who is running a business that does come out. And so actually taking the time to like sit down and work out what that is and how you can communicate that is it makes it a lot easier to then connect with people who have similar values. And 
we all want to work with people that we are aligned with because it makes it so much easier. And I think this is another piece of that is if you all are on the same page about something, then you know it's going to be a better experience than having to work with somebody who is not in that same place. Yeah. And it absolutely does not mean everyone has to be the same. We don't all have to be the same person, but we are looking at how do they, how you're looking to basically make a hypothesis, right? A guess, like, are they going to treat me well? Are they going to understand me? Um, And at the core messaging is all about being understood. Brand is all about being understood. And, and, and that's why I think it gets, it feels so personal and it feels hard um, for folks because, uh, you know, there's so many questions about like, how much of myself do I share as the business owner? What's business versus what's professional? But in the end, who you are as the business owner, and then, you know, even as you have a team who your company is, shouldn't change that much over time. Like, yes, your services might evolve. Yes, your audience will evolve. But the core of how you show up, if you're an empathetic person, if your company values empathy and vulnerability, if you are, if your company values process um, because, it, because it matters to the owner um, and then ultimately to the team, that is going to show up now, 10 years from now, 20 years from now. And so when we take the time, I love, I mean, this work, my clients ask me all the time. When we take the time to dig into the values, you're really setting yourself up to say, yes, this is how I want to show up. Whether you have made that connection 100% or not, that's part of the work I get to do, right? Is help people make that connection. And the question I often get from clients is, why are we talking about my values? Even though they're values-driven humans who want to bring that into their work, it's almost not clear what the function of it is in the business, like you just said this will show up, like you said, no matter what it is that you offer. So in business, I have changed my services a lot over time, but something I always hear from my clients is, you know, you're really efficient. You answered all of my questions. You were willing to dig into issues. And those are the values of my business that haven't changed no matter what it is that I'm offering to somebody. Absolutely. And one of the exercises that I always ask my, and anybody of your listeners could do this right now is sit back and say, okay, what are the things that a, I hear from clients all the time? Like you just said. Um, and then what are those things I would want my team? Let's say I have a team in five years. And so it's not just me making all the decisions. What are the behaviors, the ideals, the principles that I want? I would want everybody on my team living out every day especially in client-facing interactions. And you can start to see how like your principles actually show up in the way you do your business through this sort of imaginary future that you create. Yeah, that's really helpful. And I think we tend to be afraid of building a team that isn't going to be aligned with that. And so thinking about it from the beginning of like, okay, this is how we want to show up. And so how do I do that for myself? And then my team down the line is really a good exercise and helpful for people who might be afraid that they're going to lose that when they have other people doing some of the work. Yes, 100%. And that is back to trust, right? You have to trust. We have to be able to trust our team members in the future. And so when we can create those clear guidelines, this is what I 
I nerd out about brand because brand is one thing externally and then internally, it's really your culture as a, as a company. Um, I, when, when you can set those guardrails in place and you know, everybody's making decisions from the same set of values, you can really trust that they're going to make good decisions. It might not be the exact decision you made as a leader or would have made in that position, but they did it with the right intention with the best of their ability and often, you know, and sometimes made a better decision than you might've made. And that's all because you created this framework. And so you're right. Thinking about these values early and often gives you that runway to, to start to create, put the things in place today that will allow you to continue to be, I'll I'll use air quotes on brand, (laughs) you know, in the future as you grow or, or shift your audience or shift your service model or whatever it is. So if somebody is thinking about refining their brand messaging, maybe they think they've got something in place, but they're not really sure, what tips do you have to help them really flesh this out and dig into the foundations of this piece of their business? Yeah. So in addition to the values part, which is what you're really bringing to the table, um, the who is really the most important and often where we get hung up a lot. Um, because if you're thinking about the service that you provide, it has to be for somebody to be a great match, right? You're looking to match their need with the thing that you offer. And so in order to understand real needs, you really need to understand, we really need to understand who our audience is. And um, that's hard. I mean, it, it gets easier as you, the longer we're in business. Sometimes it's just time, right? It probably took you a few years to get to where you are knowing who you serve today versus who you would have said yes to five years ago. And that's the point that I really tend to step in to help businesses because who we serve, we, when we started our businesses, a lot of times we're just saying, yes, like we're generally good at design or web or marketing or social media or whatever it is. And uh, we can say yes to lots of work, but as the time goes on, we get better and better at identifying like who's a great client for us, who really understands our, fits our flow, is aligned to our values, um, what kind of work, you know, is meaningful to us and enjoyable, hopefully. Um, And so then you're starting to refine that definition of who you serve. There are a few different ways to, to do that. One very easy exercise, if you have a body of clients of recent work that you've really enjoyed, I always want to ask like, who are the last two or three clients you can think of that you would want 10 more of those clients or pick one (laughs) and you'd love 10 more and then deconstruct why that client worked so well and what, what they did well and what you did well and what communication happened and just really like, like back into it and break it down to understand Um, In that way, you'll kind of, you'll understand like their communication style and your communication style. You'll look at what were their pain points? um, How do they, you know, were they flexible enough for the kind of business you need to be running? Um, Was the pricing right? There's just so many things that you can break down and sort of then project forward. Um, And another way is to look at the clients that, you know, the reviews that you're getting or the testimonials that you're getting and look at over and over and over again, what pain do they say you're solving for them? Um, And then what kind of makes them stand out uh, or what things keep coming up that stand out to you. And that's another way to get an idea of the kind of language we should be using when we look ahead at or creating copy or social media posts or whatever it is. Um, 
And then finally, I'll say, if you've never done any market research on your own, uh, I highly, highly recommend investing in it. Every great brand should really have some of that, um, you know, going out and actually doing qualitative conversations or paying someone to do it is, um, is just huge and creates it's such an investment in your foundation that you will never regret that money <laughs> that you spend to get it done. Yeah, I think that piece especially is something people are afraid to do or they don't know how to do. And it does make a big difference when you are figuring out your messaging, but also when you're figuring out what service to offer and what might be missing from what you're already offering. All of that data that you're gathering from people is what helps you make decisions and then helps you to market because you know who you're reaching and the words that they're using and what they're looking for. That's right. The other day you put a post out and I used the same language. So it like, it stuck with me. That's part of it, right? This is memorable. If you're sharing an idea that I would also share or that I have thought um, on your social media post, you said something about, Hey, remember that website that you, you know, paid your cousin to build for 500 bucks. And I think all of us have been there in our business and maybe we bartered, we might not have even laid out the cash, right. To get the first website up. Um, and that was just such a great, uh, example of sharing something like specific and from your experience. And it made me as, I was like, Oh yeah, that, I have done that, you know? And so <laughs> it just made it really clear that you get me and my, where maybe I am on my journey. Um, just by sharing that really kind of specific and clear detail in your copy. Yeah. And I get that, you know, as you said, from talking with my clients, you know, I've, my clients have come to me and said, I had this person who, you know, my cousin knew designed my website and it's terrible. That's right. That's right. Or, it, and, and, or they didn't take the time to understand my business, mm -hmm. right? Um, or the function it needed. So there's just so many reasons that that just doesn't work, right? But but at the time, it needed, you just needed to get it up, right? You business yep. owners starting out, like, I just need something that shows I'm a legit human being. And that is fine. And your brand and your overall presence and your message will all evolve as the business grows and changes as well which is something that a lot of folks, I think, also get nervous about thinking about their brand because there's this idea of permanence um, and there are aspects of it that are permanent maybe, or like I said, that will always show up, your values, who you are, whatever, um, the, um, and maybe even the personality of the brand. And then there are things that will evolve, the how, the who, all of those things can shift um, over time. Yeah, that's a good reminder. And even some of those, you know, people that I started out following years and years ago, and I was like, oh, they've got it all together. Like they have shifted. They might've changed their business name or whatever. Those things change, but the core of how they are showing up to help people really hasn't. And so, you know, okay, you are still the same person, even though you're doing things differently. It might be a different name. It might look different, but I know that you are still behind all of this. Yeah. And that's one of the hardest things, you know, when it comes to brand, when it comes to your brand evolving, it, one of the reasons I have a job is because I get to help people think about what parts of their message have shifted. Right. And so we, again, anchor back to that value, anchor back to who, 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 what you stand for in the marketplace, perhaps. Um, but then 
if your audience has shifted, how do you bring people along? How do you let them know over, you know, by creating a consistent new message of I do VIP days now using you Mm -hmm. as an example, right? And part of that is just a knowing that that's what your offer is going to be. And then showing up and saying it over and over and over again, and just realizing that that takes time to build. Branding is a brand building I kind of prefer brand shaping, but we can talk about that later. Um, but but building your brand is a long tail strategy. It is not something it's built because it's building trust. We're really getting at the core of who you are and who your client is or who your audience is and trying to create that, build that trust and make that relationship um, solid and, and reliable. Yeah. So how does this messaging, so the messaging is our foundation. It's talking about who we are and you know, who we help, how does that tie into our bigger marketing picture? Ooh, such a good question. So I always advocate for this work because it makes making decisions easier across the whole business. Um, So, you know, some things that are really obvious, and I think you've already mentioned are, you know, if we know who our audience is and we know where they hang out, then we know where to invest our resources, time, and energy when it comes to marketing, right? So if you hate Facebook and all of your whole audience is not on Facebook, then don't be on Facebook, right? And so like, that's a decision that you can make because you're really clear that your audience isn't there. If your audience is there, then you may have to make a different business decision to hire that part out. If it's just a place you don't want to be, for example, or you can make a business decision to find another way in. They might, they probably hang out elsewhere. Right. Um, and so what we're doing is identifying exactly what you said earlier, who they are so that we know where they are, so that we know what we can share or, or where, where to share the message in the first place. The second part of that is because a lot of us are our owners and are the founders, right. Of our businesses or the faces of our businesses. Um, it's really important to understand how you want to show up and what your gifts and talents are that make it easy for you. I I did in my brand jam this last week, we really got it, which is a a free round table that I do every month. We got really into this because people feel pressure to do the next podcast or do a video or do whatever, show up on LinkedIn. And, and they're just not comfortable because they haven't asked themselves, well, how can I make this comfortable for me? Or how could I enjoy this work? What would be enjoyable for me um, that would let me be comfortable, let me shine, let me show up as myself so that people can get a taste of what it's like to work with me. So I think that when we know who that our foundation is, as who we are and how we want to show up. And one of the big questions in that, that framework is how do we make people feel? how do I want to make people feel? Then I can stand back and say, great, what are all the channels, the tools, the ways available to me to make people feel the way I want them to feel when they interact with me? Is that helpful? Yeah, definitely. I recently had a coach tell me that we underestimate the importance of how people feel in when we communicate our marketing. So we really want to make sure that that piece is in place because if they want to work with us, you know, the how is important and the what is important, but people first buy from people in an online space. And so they want to know that you are a good fit. And then 
you know, if the thing that you're doing is what they need at the time, they can hire you, but they might not be ready to. And they may be those people that follow along for years before they hire you because of who you are. Absolutely. And if that's the case, then once they show up on your, you know, in your inbox, they feel like they know you and they're ready to say yes. And that's, that that's it. And, and that not in a manipulative way, in a way that again, they've built trust. They trust you. They know that you're going to do for them what they want them, what they need you to do. And they're ready for it. And that's the best situation for a sales, right? For us in a sale, you want people showing up ready, which is part of what this work is all about. Um, yeah. So we have talked most of this episode about service providers because that's who you work with, but how is this different if you sell a product? I think that the fundamentals of brand, whether it's B2B and B2C, product, services, whatever, are still the same. Um, And I think we need, the way that I want all of my clients or anybody that I do any work for to think about brand is, is as a tool for helping you make decisions. And so if you know that your what your brand, what you, what your message is about, if you know that you are, I don't know, let's say like a health and beauty company, um, and you sell products that are ethically made and you're doing everything you can to support that message because it's important to you and your audience, um, then you're making different decisions in this, this sounds really obvious, but in what is your packaging like? Um, what is, uh, what kind of places do you donate to? What organizations do you support with your, with your donations, products, giveaways, et cetera? Who are the right partners that really share that message? Because then you're amplifying the same ideas over and over and over again. Um, and so I think the difference is that your products and your packaging pr- provide a lot more visibility for sort of the way you want people to feel um, than, than we often have that opportunity um, to, like, to be able to create those feelings when we're just, when we're tel- selling a service. Um, but the fundamentals are the same. The exact same questions apply. Who are you? What do you do for them that they want? Um, how do you wanna make them feel? And then what are the values that are driving the decisions you're making in your business? Yeah, that's really helpful. And I think most of my listeners here have a service, but some of them either add a product onto that or they switch into products. And so that thinking about, you know, all of these things tie together and you just start with that foundation and make your decisions based on that, no matter what type of business you're in and how your business evolves. Right. And I think one way, one analogy that I think is helpful is thinking about it like signals. What are the signals I'm sending? So we can say message and that sounds like copy and website and stuff, but everything you do sends a signal to the outside world. And so I, when you are clear about that brand foundation, it, you, we can identify what, what message, what signal does this choice send to my audience? And that applies to operations, how your client onboarding, it applies to your process, it applies to your products and offers, your follow-up process, your referral process. It really becomes, uh, there's a strategist called Heidi Hackamer who says brand is your operating system. And I just fundamentally believe that because we've made some of these big decisions up front. You're not spending time making them over and over as you go. You're just trying to make 
you're, you're trying to make the message more true, if you will, in the mind of your clients um, by sending the right signals. When in business, do you find it helpful for people to work with somebody like you as opposed to trying to figure this out for themselves? One of the best places or the places I'm finding consistently to step in are right before somebody is about to redo their website. (laughs) Um, And it's that felt need of, it's just not right. Things aren't right. And the website feels like, especially for a service provider, the one place we can kind of pull it all together and make who we are and what we do visible. Um, And so I think people get really stressed out and they, and they don't necessarily know what isn't working, but they feel like something isn't working. And a lot of times the website is the answer um, in their minds. But what that, when we start to unpack, it's, well, actually it's because it doesn't represent me well. I don't feel understood or it's not clear to my audience um, that, you know, that I'm not for them anymore. I've moved on, you know, in my own business five years ago, six years ago, I was really, really focused. I think when we met Samantha on creative professionals specifically, and it took a couple of years and it wasn't, then I was sort of in that space and known for that and ultimately decided to shift away from that specific type of business owner. Um, And so that's not who I target today. And so my list, however, you know, lots of marketing and creative professionals on that list. And so I've had to, I'm beginning to try to figure out how to help move my audience, uh, the audience that I have to the audience that uh, is, you know, is who I'm serving more today. Um, And that's, that's a lot of work. And my website is a big part of that. So when it comes to uh, when people need help, there's also just that um, idea of churn, right? If you're just feeling like you've tried everything and nothing seems to be connecting. You're not getting the results you want a lot of times. And I'm sure you've experienced this with your clients. Like a lot of times it's either not committing, not deciding, um, and sort of trying to do a lot at once versus kind of very intentionally, almost scientifically changing one thing at a time and seeing what happens, um, with intention or with a good hypothesis, if you will. Yeah. It sounded very nerdy. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much sense. And you're right. When people come to me for a website, it's they're changing something in their business because they know it's not working. They want to launch something new. But what I tell them is, you know, a pretty website looks good, but it's not going to do anything for your business. If your messaging is not where it needs to be, you're not targeting the right people because that's where you have to start in order to actually see results in your business. Having something look nice doesn't get you any results if you're not building from the base of who do I work with, how do I help them, and how do I communicate that? 100%. As we wrap up, what mistakes do you commonly see business owners making when it comes to creating their messaging and then using it effectively for their business? I think we've talked about one, which is the pressure or the feeling of sounding professional. I mean, that's just gets in our heads. We sit down and we're like, can I say it the way I would actually say it? Whatever it is, whether that's social media, I think an email, people feel a lot of pressure, like email is particularly stressful for folks. Um, 
the irony there is that your email list is really the people who care about what you have to say the most, right? So if you have anywhere to be a little bit more, if, you know, uh, on brand or yourself or test things out, it's in that email list um, because those people care about what you have to say. Um, so I think that's sort of one mistake is just the pressure. Um, the second, which is very much in line is all the shoulds just, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. And again, we've just piled on decision-making where we don't need it. <laughs> if we can make some of these strategic ideas, if we can figure out our intention from the beginning or as soon as possible, you know, it's never too late to get more strategic. Um, then you're not making all those decisions every time you sit down to write something or every time you decide that you're going to batch some content out um, and feel stressed out about it or just avoid it because honestly, you just don't want to. Um, those are probably the two biggest, if I was to say mistakes, it's it's putting that kind of pressure on yourself um, and, and not making the space to say, great, what is my intention here? What is my strategy? Yeah. And talking about the shoulds, we have talked about that a lot this season because I see so many business owners in that place and I was in that place and it's easy to fall back there where you're trying to do what everybody else is doing. And we really need to have a way to make decisions that make sense for our lives, for our businesses and for what we want. It doesn't have to look like everybody else. And I love that when you have this framework of a brand message, you can look back at that to help you with these decisions as far as, does it even make sense for me to start posting on a new platform or launch this thing? Or should I stick with what is easy, what is helping me see results and just make small tweaks there? Yes. Invite more ease into everything. I also think the strategy helps us assign jobs to different parts of that work. So I think a brand, if you can think of your brand um, as your as an employee that should be working hard for you, what is the job of it? You know, I might ask myself, uh, what job does Instagram really serve in my business? And I can say it's a place where I can try new things and get feedback really fast. It's experimental. It's not to it's not to make sales. Like that's not its job. Right. And so I have another tactic over here. I have my brand jam and I have the, the list building strategies that I might leverage or use, um, in order to get people to that brand jam, because I know that that's important. That's more of where I'm getting to know my future clients and they're getting to know me. And as a service provider, that's important. And so that gives me some freedom and space. Every tactic does not have to do every job in my business. And that is true for your brand, your logo, your tagline, your offer. Each of those things does not have to do every single job. They to get they have to work together to create the overall experience. Um, but we put a lot of pressure that you know it has to everything has to be perfect and do it all, and it's just not it, it's just not necessary really. Yeah, that's really helpful to think about it that way too. So. As we wrap up today, I always like to ask people if you could recommend one thing to a friend, it can be related to business or not, what would that thing be? I'll tell you what I'm recommending a lot right now. <laughs> one thing I would recommend is 
to take some time to think about our, our stories. And I say that because that was a really hard thing for me to do as someone who's even in this space of like brand is storytelling that didn't really resonate with me at all. Um, and I had a really hard time sharing from my own experience um, for all of the reasons we just talked about today. Um, and once I invested a little bit of time and energy, I, I hired somebody to help me, honestly, to help me figure out how to tell my personal stories in a more professional kind of way. And it just really unlocked so much of what do I really stand for? Who am I? How do I want to show up? What's the legacy? And those are huge questions, which feel overwhelming if you're not in that headspace. Um, but all my, what I wanted was just the ability to feel confident and show up and share. And what I got was all of that other really <laughs> deep and good stuff. So that's kind of what I'm recommending to everyone right now. I think we just move really quickly and don't take a lot of time to think about what our intention is in work and in life. And, um, and, and it's not a should, it's just a gift. It's a gift to yourself. Yeah. Perfect. So where can people find and connect with you online? You've mentioned the brand jam. So where can they find all of that information? Sure. So Aaron Brawford.com, B-R-A-F-O-R-D, um, Aaron Brawford at.com. There's a link called Roundtable at the top, and that's to the brand jam. And then I am on Instagram for fun, EB underscore strategy. And then um, LinkedIn is really my preferred, and that's uh, the slash Aaron Brawford. So that's pretty easy. Um, I love to connect there and just hear people's stories about, you know, what it is that they're trying to do. So. Perfect. I will link to all of that in the show notes uh, so people can check you out, get in touch with you, sign up for the brand jam for your next month when that happens. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. I have enjoyed this conversation very much. Thanks for listening to Process to Profitability. Please take a minute to leave an honest review in iTunes so that I can help more small business owners and creative entrepreneurs find the show.